0: The Mishnah says in Sakhis always Amoirma Atva say Harbe, say little and do a lot. So who was the first person to demonstrate this Mida? Says the Gemara, it was none other than Avram Avino. In this week's parasha when Avram notices travellers on the road, he runs towards them and he tells them Yikach no mayim. please take a little bit of water, Ve lechem. take a small piece of bread. However, once the guests enter into his home, Avram prepares for them a lavish meal, three calves with tongue and mustard, And the question is, we would think Avraham, the person who epitomized the Knossus Arkham, the man who introduced this concept of welcoming guests to the world, would be more enthusiastic while outlining the amenities that he's about to provide. So rather than promising just a little bit of water and bread, we would have expected that Avraham would promise them a huge gourmet meal and put them up in the penthouse. So why did he minimize his accommodations? So I'd like to share with you a very powerful idea. People are often very reluctant to invite guests into their homes because they feel that their house is not conducive to hosting guests. People rationalize, how can I bring guests into this house? The chairs need to be reupholstered. We don't even own a matching set of 12 dishes. Our dining room hasn't been painted in 15 years. The guest room, it doesn't even have a private entrance. It's embarrassing to bring guests into this house. So we'd rather not invite guests if we can't give them the honor that they deserve. However, Avraham was teaching us this popular adage. Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. When it comes to the mitzvah of Archim, it doesn't have to be so perfect. Yikach no mayim So you didn't bake homemade challahs this week. You didn't make a fancy dessert. It doesn't matter. Invite them in anyway. They don't need more. Sometimes it's the companionship and the camaraderie that they crave. With this idea, we can perhaps understand the very difficult Gemara Masechet Isbav Metzia. The Gemara says, when the three guests arrive, Avram tells Sarah, "Mahari shloish sim kemach Soilus. Quickly prepare for the guests, kemach Soilus. The Gemara says, since Avram said kemach, which is coarse flour, and Sarah said Soilus, Fine flour, mekan. We derive from here she'isha Saraba ba'archim, that a woman is stingier than a man towards her guests. But the question is, it should be just the opposite. Sarah was the one that set soiless; she was the one that wanted to give the guests the better quality of bread. So, why does the Gemara say that she'isha anayat sarah ba'archim? And perhaps it's this same idea: a woman thinks twice before she extends someone an invite. She rationalizes, my house has to be perfectly clean. I must offer them three choices of meat and several exotic side dishes. And I even have to come up with some new dish that they haven't even seen before. And it becomes so overwhelming. And they say, I'd rather not go through the hassle and all the effort of preparing a meal that's fit for a king. So sorry, maybe next time. Says the Gemara, Avram told Sarah Kemah. It doesn't have to be perfect. Whatever you prepared for us, just add a few more beans to the chalant and serve it to them as well. But Sari replied, no. Silas, guests are coming. It has to be perfect. I need to serve them the latest recipes from the whisk magazine. Says the Gemara, Mekan, we derive from here, She'isha aneya tzarah ba'archem. Because everything has to be absolutely flawless, she will always be hesitant to invite guests into our home. Avram is teaching us proper hospitality is not inviting guests when it's convenient for you, but rather when your guests need a meal or a place to stay, even when, if now, is not the ideal time for you. Because sometimes all they want to see is that you care and experience the love and warmth that your home offers. This reminds me of a remarkable story that I once heard from Rabbi Moshe Weinberger Schlite, the dynamic mashpia of H. Kodesh in Woodmere, New York. He said he once met an elderly fellow by the name of Rabbi Yomann Lifton, and he asked him, how did you manage to stay from after the war? And he said, I'll tell you an amazing story. When I was in my late teens, my parents decided to send me to the famed Yeshiva in Grodna, headed by the legendary gun, Rav Shimon Shkop it was common practice for all the applicants to recite a shtikel Torah to the Rosh yeshiva upon arriving to the Yeshiva as an entrance exam. My parents hired the Rebbe to properly prepare me for this Fahir. Finally, after studying for a few weeks, I was ready, and I set out to the Lithuanian city of Grodna. I endured several days of grueling travel to get to the Yeshiva, all the while rehearsing my shtikel Torah. Finally, I arrived late in the evening, exhausted and famished, I knock on the door of the yeshiva and to my shock, I'm greeted by Rav Shimon Shkop himself. I introduce myself and I say, Rebbe, I'm ready to recite my shtikl Torah." Rav Shimon tells me, first, I'd like to ask you two questions. And I froze. I'm thinking, I only prepared to recite a piece of Gemara, not for him to ask me questions. And Rav Shimon tells me, question number one, when was your last hot meal? And question number two, when was the last time you slept in a bed? And I said, Rabbi, I've been traveling for the last few days, and I didn't eat or sleep properly since I left home. Rabbi Shimon took me into his home, and he personally cooked me supper, and then he prepared a bed for me in his own house. Rabbi Yoma later said, I forgot most of the Torah that I learned in Rabbi Shimon's yeshiva, but I never forgot the two questions that he asked me that night. Talk about achnasas Arachem. Benjamin later said, Throughout those horrific war years, it was the warm memory of Reb Shimon's devotion to my needs that sustained my faith in Hashem throughout all those difficult times. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.